this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you don't know what Anchor is and you're thinking about starting a podcast, you should probably find out what Anchor is because Anchor is a free way to host your podcasts. It also gives you creation tools like the ability to record yourself, record with other people, edit as well, and do it from your phone or your computer. You don't need to go buy fancy tools to start. You can start with Anchor. And you can hit the nice distribute button, and it's going to send it out to all the places you want it to be, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and more. In addition to that, you can make money from your podcast with no basic listenership. In other words, if you only have 10 people because you're just starting, you can still monetize that. It's really hard to find a better place to start. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get started on the crazy podcast journey. a sure test of will. Um, my Wi-Fi is super wonky and there's a construction team outside. And there is also a guy, I did not know that the landlord had done this, but is working on hardwood floors in my house. Um, I have the door insulated with a whole bunch of towels. I have the windows. <laughs> I'm, I'm basically living like Nick Cave probably normally lives. Um, but I'm in total darkness and as much isolated as I can be. You're living in a Nick Cave? <laughs> mm, dad joke number one. Check. Hey, you're the one that wanted to report early. I'm awake. I'm fully awake. I'm more oh, man. Do the later episodes. That was so brutal. Uh, we haven't done a morning episode in like over, over a year and a half, I think. Probably longer than that. I mean... That's how we used to do them all. Yeah, we used to do them smack dab in the middle of the day when the sun was out. It's so weird. So weird to even think of that now. It's odd to it's odd to sit here in brightness. I know, well, as brightness as, as bright as I can be, considering that I'm living like a bat at the moment. This is my this is my preferred way of podcasting, but almost nobody ever wants to record at this time. So yeah. I've acclimated to the nighttime. So now I'm like, oh, this is weird. Yeah. Yeah, like when I was doing all the when I had this show was just Creative Minds and I was doing the interviews every week. Mm-hmm. It was always during the daytime if I could do it. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Well, yeah, I wanted to be as sharp as possible. So especially when it was people in London, I always had to do it in the daytime. Well, you got your Jad joke out of the way within the first 30 seconds. So, I mean, I, I think we're off to a good start. Well, I, I, would, I would think um, for everybody listening, if they're lucky, there will be more. <laughs> One would think, yeah. If, if, if this tea that I'm drinking will help me. Um, I'm also, I'm battling it. The beginning of a cold, really weird week for me. The mm-hmm. Arm thing, and now this. So, yeah. What? Can you please explain the arm thing? I don't. I don't know that I can. No. <laughs> uh, well, I went to I went to sleep, and I woke up with a, an arm that didn't work. Really, I couldn't lift it. Um, oh, that's weird. 
And then three days later, it was fine. And then it came back for a day and then it went away. So I don't know. I'm a, I've been uh, afraid to go out and hit the boxing bag because the muscle that was injured is the top of my shoulder. Uh, which is like my punchy, my punchy muscles. Yeah, I, for, so, I forget that you're doing the boxing thing. That explains a lot. Well, I don't think it's from that. I, honestly, I think it's from my sleeping um, because I tend to pin my arms. Mm-hmm. Not both at the same time, but if I'm I, I'm a side sleeper, so I tend to pin one arm underneath. Mm-hmm. And if you lay in the right spot in my mattress, because it's an older mattress, my shoulder will slip like really underneath. And sometimes I will, because of that, jut my arm up above my head, straight out. You know, like I'm pointing to the sky. Yeah. So between those two things, neither of those for long periods of time necessarily good for your shoulders. Yeah, so, I can imagine. And I'm not a back sleeper. I never have been. I have like sleep apnea and stuff like that anyway, so I'd die. <laughs> yeah, I try I try to sleep on my back because supposedly it's better for your back, but I've never been able to pull it off. Like I've, I've been a side sleeper essentially my entire life. It's like sleeping like a corpse. I don't understand it. I mean, corpses don't sleep, but I don't know. It's just not comfortable. <laughs> my grandfather used to do it. I don't know how he did it. But he also snored like he was cutting down the forest. So, yeah, my dad does that too. I, I, yeah, I remember like I'm so it's weird because I'm a light sleeper, but I am immune to snoring. Like I feel like your body just adapts over time. It's really weird. Yeah, I don't know what the what the deal with sleep apnea is because so I went in and I you know the doctor and you have this little class and they explain what sleep apnea is and they make you do a test and all this. It's so fucking common, but like it. I don't know if it's like one of those things that always existed and then the just science just finally figured out that it was happening or if it's an epidemic. You know, like might, all the might be both. It's fucking weird. It, it might be people are discovering it because, or not discovering it, but people are learning a lot more about it because it's becoming an epidemic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm going to show you another, con- I'm going to send you a photo in a second of another consequence of recording in the daytime. I had to take the photo first. And for people listening, the photo will be on Instagram. But it is that um, Latte doesn't nap <laughs> during what? the daytime. So he's literally on my lap. So I'm juggling the microphone, the keyboard, my beverages, and a dog on one leg. Um, I'm on one of my legs that is sending me the photo. Huh. Because dogs, dogs of his size don't necessarily lay across your lap. They lay in a way that you have to keep your butt cheeks clenched to keep them on your lap. Oh, ha! Huh. Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, so I'm, I'm getting in a, I'm getting a glute workout right now as we speak, <laughs> and a thigh workout. Well, because of how I'm sitting, um, because of the the precarious situation, I have to be. I literally have to be like in as close to the middle of my room as possible. Um, so I have to be on my bed and on a corner of my bed. So I have to sit very strangely. So my leg is already starting to fall asleep and it's only five minutes in. So I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to maneuver this as we continue talking so that my leg isn't completely dead by the time we're done. That's funny that you should say that because when I was recording the episode with Julie, which came out to today that we're recording, but three days ago for everybody listening, we were talking about how you used to put the microphone in weird places so that you had to like lean forward the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why you did that to yourself, but 
it's basically it's self-immolation. You know, like the same reason that I don't just say, hey, I'll be right back. I have to be right now in the middle of an episode and I just hold it for two hours. Yeah. And I feel like with you too, like there are times where that happens really early in the episode and you're holding it literally for two hours. Yeah, you can tell probably by the urgency of some of my comments. <laughs> yeah, and or by the time we're done, you're like, okay, gotta go, bye. Or I say, pee-pee, gotta go pee-pee. Yeah, that was still one of the strangest moments ever. <laughs> it's like your brain just took over. Like this subconscious physical, like your medulla oblongata said, you know what, we're running the show for a few minutes. I go pee, Chad. I wonder what with, with the dog on my lap, what we will say. Oh, man. Come out of my mouth. <laughs> Ugh. Well, I mean, it's it's entertaining for the like for at, at the very least, it's entertaining for me. So yeah, there's that's that. All that matters. Yeah, exactly. If I can keep you entertained for two hours. I can at least keep some audience members entertained. Yeah, I'm gonna open up the Instagram real quick. Right, can you believe that file still saving? By the way, that's unbelievable. How big is the file? It's oh, it's like six or seven gigs. Every oh, Jesus, every episode of the show is like six or seven gigs. Ugh, really? I had no idea they were that large. I mean, what what? I'm I'm sure no one cares about this other than us. But what sample rate are you saying? Shit, it's our show. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, it's it's part of it is the length. So you Um, have an audio file. You know, like Logic Pro projects aren't usually two to three hours long. They're usually five to ten minutes long. Sure. You've got multiple tracks, which is doesn't really add too much. But you know, you have multiple long tracks. But then we have. Uh, let's see. Let me, oh, I can't do it while it's saving. But I have like six effects on every. You know, like I have a, a declicker so that you know when our voices go click click, if our yeah. mouth is getting dry or something, it cuts that out. Mm-hmm. Noise reduction for the background, uh, a leveler. Um, okay, so that makes more sense because you're running filters while you're saving, so it's processing and saving at the same time. Yeah. So okay, it, that it, makes sense. It takes like twenty minutes to save a file. Sometimes yep. more, depending. And this this was well this. That's a 148. That's a little bit short, actually. So it's a shorter episode. This is, I'm saving the Julie file. So, uh, glad that went well, by the way. I was worried about that one. Oh, it's so much fun. She's so much fun. Yep. Well, what's, what's weird about these, what I have to do because. Going out with somebody sitting across the table from me, that sends either the signal of, I'm, I can't talk to you right this second because I'm in my phone. Or it sends a signal to them, this is a good time for you to pull your phone out. So you're kind of spreading that um, that addiction to the phone in a way. But when you pull a sketchbook out, it actually invites the person into the experience with you. Mm. Because, you know, they're going to look at the sketch, but you can talk while you're sketching in a way that you can't talk when you're screwing around on your phone. So you can sit and sketch that plant next to you, and you're still talking to the person that you're with, and maybe you're talking about that plant. All of a sudden, this plant becomes part of the conversation, but it's also part of your being present. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a hard thing to explain. I'm, I'm not sure I'm doing uh, it justice, but in the way that things that you normally would have completely blacked out, you know, when we have our phones, we, we step into like, um, perhaps a be- a good way to say it is tunnel vision. Mm. All of the peripherals of life become this white haze. Uh, we're, because we're not paying attention to those things. You know, we're, we're, it's not that we're not paying attention to what's in front of us other than the phone. You know, if somebody's there, we know a person's there. If a car's there, obviously we know that a car's there. But we're missing all the peripherals. We're missing what – look at that chair next to us as a broken foot. Um, look at that person over there. Uh, or example, for example, when I was on my plane uh, yesterday, 
I didn't have my headphones in at first, and there was a little girl behind me uh, on the window seat, and I just heard like this little voice, and then there's an old man sitting next to her, and I guess this this kind of blows me away, but I don't want to digress too much into this, but it was a six-year-old or a six-and-a-half-year-old traveling by herself. Whoa. I have no idea. No idea why you would ever send a <laughs> six-year-old on a plane by herself. Jeez. Whoever those people are that are her parents, you guys are insane. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. But anyways, this she was this poor little girl is scared. We're about to take off, and this old man next to her doesn't know her at all, and ended up kind of babysitting this girl for basically the the two and a half or two hour length of our flight. <clears throat> but I didn't have my headphones in, so the peripheral of life was hearing this. I you know nobody told me this what was going on. I heard this little girl telling her story to this man. And it was fascinating because these are things that you would miss out on. And from the perspective of a human being, and that's, you know, I got to experience this man being an amazing human being, taking care of a child that he has zero responsibility for. As a writer, I could have probably picked up like three or four ideas right there for stories. You know, he talked about how when we were taking off and the flight was jumpy. Um, he talked about how planes are very safe. You know, the thing we always tell each other that it's you, you're in more danger on the freeway than you are in a plane because car accidents are more common. But then he kind of went a little bit further. He's like, I used to jump out of airplanes when I was a younger man huh. and started kind of telling her about how, you know, he said two times I landed in sand and one time I landed on, uh, I don't remember what, what he, I think it was just dirt. But like these little things. These are things that you you miss out on when we're in our phone too much. Um, I'm not I'm not anti technology because dude, we're going to talk about apps in this episode, and we're going to talk about technology in this episode. We always talk about this stuff. But you're absolutely right that just that little difference of doing something in a notebook or having a notebook with you to do certain things. You know, just write down ideas and maybe you dump those into your phone at the end of the night instead of throwing them in your phone all throughout the day. It can change your experience of life. It really can. Uh, so I'm going to echo what Lamb said and try just keeping your phone in your pocket just a little bit longer than you normally would. And as a, and as a creative person, it's it's hard to to really gauge the effectiveness or the 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 um, the extra experiences that those give you that allow you more perspectives than you would have had otherwise. Like you know that that perspective of that man babysitting a stranger a stranger's child basically. Um, might lend a perspective to you that you would have never, ever gained any other way. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so from that perspective, exactly. it's, it's really it's really great. I mean, being present is so great. Um, and I mean, I, I, I still, of course, fall into the trap of it. Like when I'm at work and I've got tunnel vision and I'm cranking towards you know, a particular task or goal or something, I, I lose sight of, of what I'm doing or how I'm doing it. But um, like like everybody does, but I've definitely made a much more concerted effort to be much more present in the moment. Like, you know, to notice the things that my friends do, um, to notice how couples interact with each other, to notice how people treat their dogs. Um, I, that's a weird one. Um, I went to a dog park and I, you know, left my phone in my car even. Um, and I just watched how, how people um, interacted with their dogs and that spawned just a whole a whole train of, of thought for me about you know how interesting it was that that this animal that was once akin to a wolf has been domesticated so quickly by by humans and how close our relationship is with our pets um, and and how 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 much joy 
pets can bring to our lives. I mean, I'm babysitting, or I'm dog sitting a, a, a huge dog with Crystal right now, and it actually made me more present with the dog. And I know that sounds strange, but you know, dogs live in a very different world than we do. You know, they notice body language, um, they notice intonation and, 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 and actions and movements in ways that we don't. And to try to put yourself in the mind of a dog to recognize those things, not just in, in, in people, but in dogs, is pretty fascinating. And there's also this um, idea we have, too, where we, when we have our phones, we're, because of social media, and I think to some degree some of this has faded. I will, I will say that, that social media's luster to some degree has faded for a lot of people. Uh, but at the same time, when we have our phones, and I'm guilty of this as well, we're, it's like we're carrying around a megaphone or a microscope maybe. You know, we're so concerned with finding things with which we can share that we maybe aren't even noticing the things <laughs> that we're finding to share. Sure. You know, like, for example, you said with the dogs, if if you had your phone with you, your first inclination would probably be to, this dog is awesome. I need to take a photo of it and share this with people. Oh, I know I would have. That's not even a doubt in my mind. So now... <laughs> Now you're 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 no longer in the process of petting and enjoying this dog as a person. I mean, as a person, I guess is a way to say it. But but I mean that that is I, that was an accident. But it's a Freudian slip there because I I think that is the difference when you're when you start taking the photo, uh, you're worried about taking that photo. This dog is an object, mm-hmm. but when you're spending time with this animal, it becomes a person. You know, that's where you you find the personality of an animal is in the time that you spend with it. Not in the photos you take of it. Sure. There was, I, as, as is common for me to say on this podcast, I was listening to, watching, or reading something the other day, and I can't remember what it was, uh, but I will do my, I will do my darndest to find it to share with you guys. I was listening to a podcast, and someone was talking about the experience of, and this, actually, this is funny because this is still something in the phone, but the experience of transitioning their little thoughts from things being shared on Twitter to things that they put into their uh, day one app. So instead of all the little things and the little photos and sharing and projecting those to the world, this person was taking all of that energy and putting it into the day one journaling app. So instead of sharing it, he was just saving those things for himself. And I think even that little, little bit of a change, a little bit of a shift is a completely different mindset. I've noticed myself doing that more. I sure. don't really tweet very much anymore. For those of you, unfortunately, who followed me on Twitter, <laughs> it's it's it it becomes a point where you know, like like you said, leaving your phone behind, leaving your phone in the car. That seems like this horrible idea, right? Everybody's like, "What he did? What?" But it's because sometimes we have to break those things. We have to break those little little addictions, those little patterns to be in our lives. You can't be a creative person if you're not present in your life because then you have you have no human experience to share. It, and the, it's it's funny it, it it even makes the I remember when I went to the dog beach um and I left my phone I I I even enjoyed a tuna sandwich better. <laughs> I know that that sounds strange but you know I didn't have the impulse to because I got the sandwich from this tiny little shack on the side of this um on the side of this beach and it was, it was famous. Apparently it's, it's, I didn't know at the time that it was this huge thing. Um, but apparently this place is pretty famous and they, they make some pretty 
pretty great stuff. And the sandwich I got back was beautiful. Um, you know, it had sriracha in it, it had coleslaw. I mean, it had all these cool things, like something you wouldn't expect from a tuna sandwich. And my first immediate thought was, I need to take a picture of this. Until I realized, oh, wait, I can't take a picture of this. And so I, I started to, you know, kind of go through the sandwich with my, with my hands and fingers and just to look at 